0: This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050.
1: The Raptors live here.
2: 116-107 the Raptors will dribble it out. Good win. Kawhi Leonard will dribble out the clock the Raptors for the first time in team history go to 6 and 0. A workmanlike victory here at Scotiabank Arena on a Friday night. It's a final. Toronto 116, Dallas 107.
0: Paul Jones, the coach, Jack Armstrong on the call. As you just heard right here on TSN 1050, the Raptors lead start to finish. He got close. Was down to one point a 90-89 ball game at one juncture late, but the Raptors kick it into overdrive late and come away with the 116-107 victory. Yes, six and zero right here in the six. The best start in franchise history. Welcome to the post-game show. This is Tangerine Raptors Basketball, and you're listening across the TSN radio network. Gareth Wheeler alongside Dwayne Sweets-Watson. You can get at us at Wheeler TSN, at Dwayne Watson on Twitter, and the phone lines will be open in a few moments' time as soon as we hear from the head coach of the 6-0 Raptors, Nick Nurse, first. Look, this could have been... A look-ahead game, a game that you kind of sleep on the opponent, coming in up an ugly loss to the Atlanta Hawks, the Dallas Mavericks were. And, of course, looking ahead to a potential 6-0 and versus 6-0 and showdown with the Milwaukee Bucks on Monday night. And if you're the Raptors, Dwayne, you're down three key players, but they find a way to come out on top and a good collective team effort here tonight.
3: You know, definitely, I don't think this team was even thinking. I think the way this team is operating right now and how they're – they're preparing and, and having the veterans in this team that they're not necessarily looking ahead. Of course Milwaukee matchup is interesting, but they're looking at a Mavericks team that's like, you know, not that good. Dirk's out, Harrison Barnes is just coming back, uh lost to the Hawks.
0: No Dennis Dennis Smith Jr. tonight. It's, it's
3: exactly. So a depleted team, but the Raptors found a way and I think we were concerned obviously with, you know, Fred Van Vliet out and of course Lon Wright and Inouye in the lineup, and that's kind of a lot the big core of their second unit, and they haven't really found that rhythm of the second unit with Fred VanVleet out with that uh, toe injury, and DeJuan Wright out with the abductor injury. And they, we said that you know, the, Kawhi and Kyle are going to have to carry a load, Lorenzo Brown's going to have to step up, and somebody from the bench is going to have to do, be that person. And we saw it early in the game. They went off to a tremendous start, and the Raptors were up as much as 17 points. But we saw the Mavericks kind of hang around, and they brought it to within two, as you mentioned. But The star power was elite tonight, I mean. The
0: the star power was the stabilizing force. All five Raptors coming away with double digits and points tonight – But two players on the bench uh, chipped in with double digits, and Lorenzo Brown was just one point off of that. And I thought when the going got tough and Nick Nurse was rolling with a makeshift bench late, a couple big plays by Lorenzo Brown in the fourth quarter really helped extend that lead and make things comfortable in the end. So although the likes of Lowry and Leonard will carry you, The fact that Lorenzo Brand was able to step up and do something we haven't really seen him done with this Raptors team speaks volumes to the depth of this group.
3: Yeah, he's not the hero of the night, but he's someone we looked at to kind of like step up into a role, knowing what. You know, when we never doubted his ability. We just felt that he didn't have that comfort and confidence at this level. We saw him make two big plays, you know, in the open court. Open court steals, going back for two points in a big three, and that's the kind of player he is. That's the kind of plays he can make. And whether if he's got to do it in transition or do it defensively, he's finding a way to assert himself in the game, especially with the opportunity of, you know, where you can't play Kyle for 45 minutes, and he was able to step up and give this team they needed with the, With the lawn and Fred out i
0: 'll t- tell you what although the Raptors gave up one hundred and seven points tonight they 're giving up a league low in terms of field goal percentage to an opponent, and at that forty one point two the Dallas Mavericks shot 41.3. And you might say, well, they didn't keep the Mavs under 100. That's not how basketball is played in this league yep, right now. With the tempo is up. So when you keep a team below 110, it's actually a def- decent defensive effort. And sure, they give up a couple runs to the Dallas Mavericks. It got sloppy at times, but they hone in and lock down when need be.
3: Agreed. And they also force 15 t- turnovers to the Mavericks. So defensively, this team is working. I mean, like you said, it's a new NBA. The offense is all over the place. The shot clocks are resetting, and there's a lot of attempts. There's a lot of baskets. There's a lot of three balls. So it's okay if teams are scoring over 100. That's not the benchmark anymore. But when you're holding team to a poor shooting percentage, that's the key.
0: Uh, Kawhi Leonard rock solid tonight. He, the, you heard the oohs and ahs in the building as he showed off his handles yeah. in the second half. That's back-to-back games where he is absolutely embarrassed a defender on the dribble. And again, just a player that's getting it done on both ends of the floor, Dwayne. And the MVP chance, you know what? I still think it's too early. Agreed. But if we're talking like he's playing like this in another month from now, then yeah, why not? Because you can book it on a night-to-night basis. He's good for at least 20.
3: Oh, without no question. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I'm, I've never been a fan of the... Not that Kawhi's not playing at an elite level, but Kyle Lowry is playing at an equally elite level as well. Leading the league assist. He had he had twenty points tonight. I think he's shooting the ball well. He's still doing a lot of stuff. So I mean I'm not saying that Kawhi can't be an M V P but we have to also look Kyle Lowry, if you're gonna give Kawhi chances early? Give Kyle some chance, too. He's putting in the work.
0: But, but, but what I like is, again, a very economical 8 of 14 from the floor, 20 points and 12 assists for for Kyle Lowry. But the, the shot distribution, it's spread out. Yeah, Leonard takes 16 shots. JV, 16. Lowry, 14. Abaka, 13. You have Lorenzo Brown with 8, Green with 8, Siakam with 8. Like, you don't know where that offense is going to come from, whether it's on the ice or on proper ball movement. You're seeing a little bit of it all.
3: Those two two guys both played 35 minutes you talked about the stats what they did zero turnovers between those two guys
0: let's go downstairs and hear from the head coach of the Toronto Raptors Nick Nurse Four quarter minutes.
4: yeah he did a nice job right he really did and I you know again he's a good defender and he made some really nice plays there and and um, and uh, it's good, man. All those guys. I, you thought, you know, Malachi. That's kind of his first real game, and he got into it with little little heat under him. And uh, those guys, I thought they they were bending a little bit, but they didn't break and took it back out to eight or ten. So I was pretty pretty uh, proud of some of those guys that haven't played very much. When he
1: got down to one, there. What, uh, I mean, what, what got you back in that game, or what got you back to the reasserting yourself?
4: Well, I think we got a couple steals. Right, we got a couple steals. I think. I think. Uh, no, exactly. But I think Lorenzo got one of his breakaways, and and uh, we jarred the ball loose a couple times, and just you know, just some stops. Anytime we got stops tonight, we were we were able to get out and and uh, operate uh, in the open floor pretty good. Um, and we hit a couple shots too. that doesn't, doesn't hurt.
3: Kyle's assistant turnover rate is like crazy good. He had 12 and none today. What's what do you attribute that to?
4: really good Doug right he's really good and I just you know I just think each year that goes by he starts being able to pick out you know things and see it more clearly and, and he really as the game goes I think he sees the reads maybe one time and the next time he remembers it down the floor and sees that the counter maybe to that read is there and and um, you know I think he's really good at finding the right person too to kick it out to a lot
1: so you benefit also from the more space being on the yeah, floor
4: I think so yeah I think for sure uh, all, gives him his driving lanes and if they're moving people to him then he can he can see exactly where the uh coverage comes from and you know usually when the help comes that that's the man who's open and then they rotate and then, then it's like the next. It's again it's like a quarterback a little bit. You come in and there one guy gets covered and you know where your secondary read it and he he's really good at that. You said a training camp that you
3: wanted to put the ball to stomach and just make it So Is this
4: kinda of what you would Yeah yeah a little bit. I was I was pretty much talking about letting him just run play calls and all that stuff during free throws and and things like that and lead leading the team and and um I, i'd hoped that that would lead to this kind of leadership just in, in general right and i think uh, i think so far so good
2: obviously a lot of you know more big picture involved but could you have imagined beginning your nba head coaching career six and oh
4: no not really i didn't i didn't uh, really look very far ahead i'm 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 um I'm busier than I normally am this time of year, and uh, I've only been able to get down to about uh, three games at a time. Like, like literally, like I remember last week saying, "I don't know who I don't even know who we're playing after after Boston," and and it was true. And um, I think we got Milwaukee and uh, Phoenix next, so I'm I'm not getting too far down the road, and certainly not envisioning any of that stuff either. But oh, excuse me, Philly. See, see how see how bad it is. I know Mil- Milwaukee was right though. Okay, good. One for two. <laughs> All right, thanks.
0: Good stuff with head coach of the Toronto Raptors, Nick Nurse. You need to remind me as well. We're broadcasting the game, yeah. so the games are coming fast and furious. Look, the Raptors just started 10 days ago, and they've already had six wins. I
3: know. Like
0: It's, it's incredible how they've kind of dived headfirst into the season and come away with a whole lot of success. And if you were to ask me... If Nick Nurse would start his professional coaching career six and zero, I would have said probably not, Dwayne. Yeah, that's this, this is best case scenario in terms of start. In terms of Kawhi Leonard's health, I mean, the only negative is right now you're dealing with some injury concerns when it comes to Fred Van VanVleet and DeLon Wright. Everything else is coming up in spades. You know,
3: it's funny when uh, Nick Nurse was kind of referring to how he's a lot busier. Uh, I talked with Coach Jay Triana when he was with Charlotte in the week, and talking about you know being an assistant coach versus a head coach, and he said that. You know, he likes being an assistant coach because he can focus on the game. When he's a head coach, he's got to do media. He's got to see the ticket holder meetings. He's got to do other obligations. So he's not able to focus on the game as much because so many distractions. So for him, he's used to game prep, game focus, game scouting, and now there's other things. So... You know that's kind of part of the game. That's how it goes. But he's met, so far, he's balancing it well.
0: Good thing that the Raptors have the biggest coaching staff in the history <laughs> of mankind. Adrian Griffin, Sergio Scariolo, Nate Bjorken, uh, Phil Handy, Patrick Matumbo, Jim Saner, Corey, Jeremy Castleberry. Like, there's barely enough room for all of them. The big cat Jamal McGlore. Like, when yeah. you look at down, they look like a small army.
3: Yeah, it's like a, it's a team in itself. Yeah. But that's what you need. I think that's what hey, this team's got to have as many troops to prepare for what the postseason post is the biggest goal. And, I mean, I'm not going to say, hey, let's not get too excited. I mean, there's a lot of positives here, but, you know, we all know the end goal is the end of the season.
0: I, I like when he was asked about Kyle Lowry. By the way, Kyle Lowry had 12 assists on the night, zero turnovers, like, like yeah. you brought up, Dwayne. He is the assist leader in the NBA right now with 62, and he only has 14 turnovers on the year. When you heard Doug Smith at the Toronto Star, I was like, like, yeah, that is really good. Yeah. And Nick Nurse' response is, yeah, Kyle Lowry is really good. Yeah. And right now we're seeing the best version of him.
3: And I think the thing we haven't really talked about, but, I mean, it's evident if you watch, his basketball IQ is, is superior. I mean, the way he's – it's not even what he sees when he reads plays, but the way he sees – where he puts the ball for for guys to get the ball and scoring in better scoring positions, and I think Pascal, sorry, Serge Bac has been a big beneficiary of that this year in terms of how he's played and how his offense is flowing because Kyle's giving the ball in easy spots where he doesn't even have to make a decision; he's just got to go.
0: Yeah. Uh, impressive stuff right there we want to hear from you as well Uh, 416-870-1050 416-870-1050 toll free at 1-855-591-6876 a little friday night phone in right here on raptors game night tsn 1050 how far do you think this can go you heard Nick Nurse was kind of confused who they play. They play Milwaukee on Monday. Yep. We have that game when our pregame right here on TSN 1050 and 8 p.m. tip. Uh, and then they will take on the Philadelphia 76ers. So after that, they've played Boston. They, they played Washington. They're really going to have, have a game already played against all the top teams in the Eastern Conference with all due respect to the Indiana Pacers. Hey, so. Man.
3: I'm not saying that they're in the mix, but right now Detroit is still undefeated, so they're kind of, you know, they have they'll have a say in that.
0: Yeah,
3: I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, I'm just, I, I know what you're saying. Exactly. We'll take a look back through
0: <laughs> through to see who the Philadelphia or the the, the Detroit Pistons have played fair, on this that's season. that's a fair question. But h- listen, Toronto, how far do you think this can go? Don't say 82 and 0 because no, <laughs> we'll just immediately click because we know that you'll be joking. But like seriously, this team is well balanced. Uh, next man up mentality, it's prevalent, and star players that are bringing stability and balance to this group on a nightly. But it's a
3: question also, yeah, how far can this team, not even like what the record's going to be, because we really want to know how far can this team go in the postseason. That's Toronto's biggest question. Right. Is this team got what it takes to get to the final, to get a chip?
0: Sure. And and, and let us know, did, did you expect this start from this team? Right. Like Nick Nurse didn't. I didn't Dwayne I, I didn't Dwayne you didn't see this start coming. What say you Toronto 416-870-1050 1-855-591-6876 is the toll-free number. Let's light up these phone line uh, phone lines tonight Toronto be proud show some pride in your raps and let's get the Raptors basketball talk going on these airwaves. The Raptors win tonight 116-107 over the Dallas Mavericks and for the first time in in their 24 year franchise history, the Raptors start a season 6 0. Is that something to get excited about? I think so. Gareth Wheeler alongside Dwayne Watson, we're here till the top of the clock. Your calls are next, and we'll go inside the Raptors locker room. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors basketball right here across the TSN radio
2: network.
5: And Lorenzo Brown giving him really good minutes here late.
2: He's got seven points and then he makes a steal on brunson takes it in lays it up and in lorenzo brown with two big steals in this fourth quarter 109 97 toronto by 12 lorenzo brown having an impact tonight
0: there's my buddy right there Zo brown g league mvp last year earned his way up to the nba and making the most of it tonight nine points two steals in the fourth quarter alone helping the raptors to improve to six and oh for the first time in franchise history 116 107 is the final gareth wheeler alongside dwayne watson Uh, This is Tangerine Raptors basketball here across the TSN radio network. Phone lines are open, and they're filling up nicely. 416-870-1050 and toll-free at 1-855-591-6876. As much as I like to see that from Lorenzo Brown, and you're going to need him over the course of the season, this is a very different-looking team without Fred Van Vliet and DeLon Wright. Yeah, Much different. Like, those two... um, over the last two games, it just shows you the stability that those two guys bring to this team on a game to game basis. Yeah,
3: especially with Fred being out and I noticed it more. I mean, I think the thing for Zoe is what he did tonight, he has to be ready because it may not happen, it might happen in ten games or seven games or nine games or twelve games, but he was ready tonight. But when Fred Van Vliet's not on the floor for that team, I think, you know, his ability to break someone down off the dribble and get to the cup, knock down that three, Make the hitty play or lock up on a player or even a guy who's bigger than him. His ability on that second unit to kind of really add that stability is so noticeable, and the thing is, this team hasn't been his full complement yet.
0: Right, you've seen Fred VanVleet on the practice court, wearing the championship belt, looks like he's closer to coming back than DeLon Wright, Um, and we'll see, DeLon gave it a go on Wednesday, couldn't continue, only played five minutes, and hasn't practiced since, so it might be time to put DeLon Wright on the shelf for the next couple weeks, which will mean a lot more. Lorenzo Brown, but let the good times roll. This team's a perfect six and zero. How you feeling about this, Toronto? Let's head to the phone lines in batting leadoff. Our buddy Sim from Toronto. What's going on, Sim? How are you doing this Friday night?
6: Oh, I'm doing amazing. I mean, after watching this game, how, how can you not be doing well? What are you liking um,
0: about this team, Sim? Where
6: do you want to go with this? You know what? I just I want to talk about the depth. I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's obviously pretty clear. You know, we're, we're so early in the season, and we're seeing players step up. You know, uh, you get DeLon Wright going down, Van Vliet going down, um, and Anobi, and you got Lorenzo Brown coming out from nowhere, just surprising and putting up these points. So, you know, just just want to give props to, to, to the rest of the, the core team and also the bench for really stepping up so early in the season. And, I mean, there's so many options now, and I'm, I'm just thinking, like, I mean, it's funny to say, but can you put Brown in the starting lineup? I know it's so. (laughs) so, Let's not get out of hand here, Sim. (laughs) Hey, Sim, Sim. But I mean, it's 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 just interesting to see the depth of this team, and it's just great. And that's all I wanted to point out, that... It's awesome to see that so early in the season, people stepping up.
0: Absolutely. like Sim, at one point in the late third quarter, early fourth quarter, you're looking at a lineup on the floor of Lorenzo Brown, Norman Powell, Malachi Richardson, Serge Ibaka, and Pascal Siakam. And I'm looking at that saying... How is this going to work? And things got tight, but then they ended up extending the lead. Yeah. And it's weird when there was that unit on the floor, they played a little bit of a different way. Then you're like, where's the offensive focus? And having a leader, a a guy that likes the ball in his hands, like Serge Ibaka, Maybe he was forcing it a bit, but he understood who he he was around, and his role changed at that moment from what it typically is.
3: But sometimes I think in situations like that, Serge feels that he is the offensive go-to guy and might do a little too much, right?
0: Tonight was the first night maybe outside of game number one where he was trying to do a little bit too much. But when you're with that five, when he's coming off the bench with that unit, I
3: totally get it. Of course, of course. And he has to to be that guy. I mean, it's funny because, you know, Norm played – uh, how many minutes tonight? Normally gonna to play twenty, 20 minutes, minutes. One shot attempt. Yeah, you know, so um, guys need to be step. They know well, they have the, the light. I mean, Norm actually played decent this season up until this point. They got to step up and help contribute the offense when the starters are the game.
0: Good stuff, Sim. Appreciate the phone call, buddy. Good stuff. Let's go to Johnny from Milton.
7: What's happening, John? I just have a question. Um, I'd like to know where you guys where, where, where you guys think that this team stacks. Backs up against uh, Golden State. You want to go, Dwayne?
0: Because I've been on the record on this. On the station on a regular basis, I think the Raptors can match up pretty decently against the Golden State Warriors. They don't have the outside shooting. Like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, they're on another level. And Kevin Durant is as close to being unguardable as any player in the NBA, because he's 740, he can hit that outside shot. He had 41 tonight yep. against the New York Knicks in what turned out to be a, a, an 11-point win, I believe. But they were down to the Knicks late. But if you look at the athletic makeup of this Raptors team mm-hmm. and having a stable defender in Kawhi Leonard that you can lean on a little bit, this team is equipped to play against the Warriors better than any team, I believe, in the Western Conference can.
3: Well, let's look at it. I mean... This team, although they only play them once, you know, twice a year, has over the last couple of years has played well against the Warriors. Yes, they like have they've competed very well. And now the factor in the fact that Kevin Durant is pretty much an unstoppable player, but you have a guy like Kawhi Leonard who can play D up with 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 KD. That's a big difference. And you Danny Green is a guy who can chase Klay Thompson around the floor. Right. And you got Jv inside or Surge inside. You know, now I think the matchups are a lot better with this team, and the depth is a lot better because the biggest. Obstacle for the Warriors has been their depth. They haven't had the depth they've had in a few years.
0: Well, and, and, and that's the thing. Right. And that's why it's a relevant question. How do you match up? And they provide matchup problems all over the floor. But right. this Raptors team, you're like, okay, they have athletic bigs that can guard the perimeter. Yeah. And, and the Golden State Warrior bigs, they love to reside. From three-point land. Exactly. They extend the floor and work the ball around. But this Raptors team is much more athletic than they've ever been before, and you don't have a liability defensively like DeMar DeRozan, with all due respect. And the other
3: thing is you have to force the Warriors to defend. Like, the Warriors have to defend Kawhi. They have to defend Kyle. They have to defend the guys who can shoot the three. So, I mean, I think there's a matchup here. Right. That's the best i felt about this ball club Who in the Western in Conference years?
0: matches up that well against the Golden State Warriors? You you can mention the Houston Rockets. They're about to drop the one and four. They're getting spanked at home against the Clippers. Yeah. And listen, when you get Carmelo Anthony, your team goes downhill. I, I never got that fit for that team. A chucker, an unathletic chucker to join that team. They don't need another player like him. Well, yeah. They just need more athletic players to match up with the Warriors, so I don't think they do anymore because no. Carmelo makes it too much about himself.
3: And they lose a guy like Trevor Reezes. So there are a lot their their strategies yes. to outshoot them. And I think there are times in the playoffs against a team like the Warriors you need to slow them down a bit and they don't have the defensive players to do that. I like how the Raptors are looking right now defensively, that's for sure.
0: Me too. And and and, and to, to your question um, as well, uh, uh, John, I, I think that the Celtics provide equally intriguing matchups against the Golden State Warriors yeah. because of the athleticism with that five yeah, as well. they're too, yeah. John, did, did that answer your question? Decent, is he gone? John, you're gone? That's cool. I hope that helped because, and look, it's 6-0. and It's still early. There's still work to be done. But the makeup and the balance of this team is something completely different from what we've seen yeah, before. Yeah, and as you
3: say, there's still work to be done. We know what the Warriors are going to look like in April. They know what they're going to look like. They've done this before. But seeing what you're seeing now and knowing the Raptors aren't where they optimally could be is intriguing.
0: 416-870-1050. Let's go out to Frank and Markham. What's happening on the east side, Frank? Hey, Gareth, how's it going, buddy? Doing awesome, pal. You?
7: I'm doing great. Um, I just want to. Talk, I don't want to talk so much about the first six games. I just want to talk about how for the first time since 2004, before Vince Carter got I traded, we have a legit superstar on our team. Yep. yep. This is a top-of-the-line player who, when it matters most, and not for the rest of the season here, I'm talking about playoffs, when it matters, you can put the ball in his hands, and you can trust them to make a great play and if it doesn't work out, it just doesn't work out. And but you can also trust them to play great defense but and not be benched in the third quarter of game three of the first round of the playoffs.
0: Well uh, and, and, and Frank building building off that, like I don't know if you see it <laughs> Like the Raptors, when they've run ISO ball before, it's been from awkward places in the floor where it's in DeMar DeRozan's hand and the ball stops moving and the players stop moving around him. Just watch the movement of the players on and off the ball when, when, uh, when Kawhi Leonard yeah. is operating, whether it's in the low block, the high block, or outside the three point line. Like it's just a much different makeup how the team works around him as well. Carry on, Frank. Oh, yeah, no,
7: definitely. You can just, like. Tamar was great. I'm sorry, not great. He was good. He wasn't great. With, uh, with Leonard, you have to guard his three-point shot. you got to guard his drive. His, his, his all-around game you just is so much better. and the team is so much better for it. And you just see that like you guys are saying, the confidence of this team, the bench. Like, you can tr- like is a great 1B type of player. But the ball doesn't need to be in his hands anymore when it matters most. We have that guy. And for all that nonsense in the summer about, oh, poor DeMar and DeMar this, and he loves the city, this is pro sports. He's making $30 million. The bottom line is we traded DeMar DeRozan, who was a good NBA basketball player, for probably, if he stays healthy, a guy who's going to finish in the top five in MVP voting. That's all that needs to be said, and like I think the rest of Raptors fans are saying
0: now, Demar DeRozan, <laughs> well, Frank, th- th- Frank thanks, the roles in who? Well, thanks mic. for the phone call, Frank. <laughs> like I don't, f- you don't forget what Demar did, but the point is spot on that you traded a very good player for a true great, and yep. a true elite player. He's a machine out there, Dwayne, yep. and as long as he can stay healthy. You're going to get this. Like, th- th- there's a consistency to his game, and you know what to expect. When the going gets tough, he gets tougher.
3: Yeah, I think we could almost throw the, as long as he stays healthy, caveat out there because he looks fine. There's no signs. I mean, there's load management, whatever, but that's just a precautionary thing. Sure. We haven't seen any indication to think that he's not at his best because he's been showing it on the floor. And I think, you know, what Frank was saying with, with Kawhi, he can beat you in a multitude of ways. He can bully you. He can do the step-back dribble. He can shoot the three ball. And he also recognizes when the double teams are coming because they are going right. to come for him. But on the defensive side, he can lock up against anyone. And if there's a switch. If Curry he gets switched on to Curry, you're not worried. So it's like it doesn't matter who does on both sides of the ball. Right. And I think also, you know, talking about Kyle being a 1B, but playing with a guy like Kawhi, he makes Kyle look like a 1A kind of player. Right. So that's the benefits of having guys like Kyle.
0: Kyle right. Lowry's an all-star. Yeah. A perennial all-star. This guy, like Frank said, like a top five, top three player in the league. Yeah and there there's a there's a there's a difference and we're seeing the best version of uh, of Kyle Lowry yeah with Kawhi Leonard and there was this one moment i just want to mention tonight he was beat on a backdoor cut uh in the fr- in the first half first half of play right and you could tell how disappointed he was frustrated that he lost his man and you know what he didn't lose his man the rest of the night yeah and leading from the defensive side of things and allowing that to kind of work and flow into your offensive game it's, it's it's refreshing to see. And
3: it's funny because he's, he's a nonsense guy. As soon as the buzzer sounded, he turned around and walked off the court. Yeah. Not say, shaking hands, saying hi to everyone. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just like focus, work, do my thing. I
0: love it. Yeah. Uh, and I know you love it too, Toronto. Keep the phone calls coming in, 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050, toll free at 1-855-591-6876. I got Ike, I got Brandon, I got a multitude of people that want to call in and share their thoughts on this 6-0 and Raptors start to the season. We'll get to all your calls and we're going inside the Raptors locker room also next. And you're going to hear from Kyle Lowry, 12 more assists on the night, the leading assist man in the NBA right now so all that's still to come wheeler and watson with you this is raptors game night after another raptors win right here on tsn 1050
2: give it to lowry a deep three from lowry good man steph curry range bottom of the center circle and lowry makes the stink face like oh man that was deep
0: (laughs) great call right there paul jones the coach jack armstrong all over tonight other highlight was just, like, the beer spilling. Whenever beer spilled on <laughs> the court. If one drop
3: spills, that's too much for Jack Armstrong. It's
0: blasphemy. <laughs> it is. You, you hear, like, the despair in the coach's <laughs> voice. Uh, no despair for the Raps tonight. They win over the Dallas Mavericks, 116-107 to improve to 6-0. and Gareth Wheeler, Dwayne Watson with you. But, and this is still a bunt. there are... Four teams that remain undefeated in the NBA. Dwayne Casey, former Raptors head coach, Detroit Pistons Correct. didn't play tonight. They're 4-0 to start the year. Or 5-0. 4-0? 4-0.
3: 0
0: uh, The Milwaukee Bucks beat up on the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight, who were booed off the court at halftime, by the way. Wow. Uh, Bucks win 125-95, a 30-point win on the road. They're 5-0. They play Orlando at home tomorrow, so it could be 6-0 versus 6-0 oh, on Monday night. What Rams, you can hear it right here on TSN 1052. Yep. I hear there's a pretty good post-game show and pre-game, and pre-game. show. Half-time and and halftime, And halftime, oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans improved to 4-0, uh, coming away with a come-from-mind victory at home over the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, they're undefeated as well. The Brow had a huge dunk in that game, by the way. You know, Massive. Not
3: to get into them, but they've had life after Boogie. You know what I mean? Like I yes. think the thoughts of having two big superstars, but it's actually made that team better. So... It's going to be interesting, man. All these undefeated teams, where will they be in April?
0: No kidding. A Golden State Warriors are not undefeated, but tonight, another come-from-behind win. <laughs> the New York Knicks thought they had a chance. Well, the Golden State Warriors outscored, get this, and and this is actually correct, Toronto. The Warriors outscored the Knicks 47-16, 4-7 to 16 sixteen, 7 to one 6 in the fourth quarter to win 128-100.
3: I only don't... How the- that's you
0: outscored it by 31?
3: In the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and you were up. Like, how, did, how do you break down so significant? Anyways, they're, they're going to stay worse. I, I mean.
0: But I want to say that's so Warriors, but it's more so Knicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so the New York Knicks. Yeah. Uh More of your phone calls, 416-870-1050. Ike from Toronto, you've been holding on. Thanks for waiting, buddy. The floor is yours. Have at it, pal.
1: No problem. I appreciate taking my call. Listen, I got two questions. Is Toronto winning games because of the coaching uh, environment or they are winning games because of the two guys from San Antonio. And my last question is how does the guy in number seven, Jesse, feel more comfortable to play with those two guys from San Antonio. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, Ike. Uh, you want to take that? Just yeah, to start I, with the
3: first question. Yeah, in terms of um the coaching of Nick Nurse, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, obviously Kawhi Leonard is a top five player, which we're seeing right here right now, and Kyle's playing at a high level. But Coach Nurse has done a lot in terms of Managing the rotations, managing the personnel, and, and implementing a lot of new stuff that's making this team work. So it's not, he's playing with, he has two great players, but, you know, he's had a number of different starting lineups each game, matching up to situation. I think he's done a really good job of handling that. So I give the credit to Coach Nurse as much as I give it to those two what, guys.
0: What, what changes do you notice? Well, I mean, do you know, like, the one subtle change is, like, there were smarter isoball. Like, we saw Pascal Siakam clear out the floor when he was on Wesley Matthews. Yeah. You would have never saw that from him Recognizing the
3: mismatches. Right. And, and it just it. seems
0: like there's much more awareness on but, the floor, like, in terms of space and who you're up against, where and why, and what will work.
3: Yeah. But even, like, you're seeing the benefits of splitting up JV and, and Ibaka. We talk about it every show, but it makes sense because you're seeing how they're both existing and thriving outside of one another where before they always had to play at the same time and it's working for both of them. And I think that's a big thing. And, I mean, that's a big move where you're going to tell one of these guys that you're not your starter and you're not going to start this night. And everyone's bought into that.
0: And the other thing I really like about the coach, like I I just don't think this is Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. I think this coaching staff has done a near perfect job with this team thus far. And I love the demeanor of Nick Nurse. I like the way that he's phrased things, whether it's in his pregame or postgame talk. He's reinforced and give confidence to players that need it, whether it be Ibaka, Lorenzo Brown. Mm-hmm. Go down the list. He's just has shown extreme belief in players and publicly backed them. And I think that's something little but the players hear what's said and sometimes need a lift. It just seems like he's got a good read on this group and the way that he's amalgamated these new players and made them fit right in and made them effective and had them understanding yeah. and buying in right away. I mean, that's no easy feat especially when a players coming to your team who only played 6 games last year exactly. for. Or some, you know, some of it was health reasons, some of it was personal. Of course.
3: I think, you know, I haven't seen any like flaws or you know, big mistakes in, in Nurse's game and there's a strategy going forward and I think that's that's a key and I mean he's got a lot of bodies to play. I mean he's played a lot of bodies and he's had a lot of injuries to deal with the the process, still finding ways to get stuff out of guys. Uh
0: and then the second question, do you think that Lowry's plays improved based upon having Green and Leonard? With the team.
3: I think they're playing. I think it has. Yeah, What well, other no question. I think it's just made it easier. I mean, he's getting assists because he's passing to Danny Green, who's knocking down threes, or Kawhi Leonard's doing that stuff. And the defense has to recognize that there's two other guys they can't just isolate on Kyle, which is giving him the confidence of freedom to do what he wants to do in those pull-up shots.
0: I, I love the movement off the ball. Like, I, I I always watch that. Danny Green knows where to go yep. and when to go there. And he's And ready. Lowry was looking for those outlets, and Danny would just slide to the corner, or maybe like slide a little bit more up on the perimeter. Like in the first quarter, he was he had 12 points in the first quarter. Just he was hitting wide open jump yeah. shots because Kyle Lowry was finding him. I mean that comes through experience and being a quality player that's won an NBA championship, yeah, right? But like, he catches
3: that ball ready to shoot. Yes, like he, his release is so good and so quick, and that's so he can create a shot so quickly. So if you pass the ball, that's a dime, and I think you know Kyle likes passing the guys he you knows to get that assist from, knock down those shots.
0: Great players become even better players when they're surrounded by good ones. As Agreed. Well. Uh, let's go to Roger from my former ha- hometown of Burlington. What's happened in Burlington tonight, Roger?
1: What's up, boys? How are you guys? Doing great, pal. How are you? Uh, awesome, man. Wheels, the last time we talked is when uh, this trade went down, buddy. And and you know how excited I was at that oh, time? Oh, me and you were on the same page, buddy. There was and, a lot of guys calling in, complaining about, oh, DeMar this, DeMar that, just like the college said, DeMar who? And at the end of the day, man, like, I don't know, the way I'm looking at the steam wheels, they're playing with a nice, calm, like, I don't know, it seems like everybody is on the same page, but there's, like, a calmness. Even, like, when we had Damar and we went on those big winning spree and we were playing good basketball, there was still something, like, inside of me personally that I can see that was missing. Right now, I know it's early, but, man... Uh the team is just playing like a team, and to top it off, like these two guys that we got, I don't know, man, they seems like they've been here like before, you know what I mean they, they look just, comfortable it feels natural, yeah. like you know what I mean, like even their demeanor, man, it's so like Toronto, like you know what I mean <laughs> like it it just seems like these guys like I don't care what anybody say like yeah, you know what, it's probably going to take a little bit for him to stay, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him stay. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's th- after six games, feeling like that, that's that's huge, man. That's well, huge.
3: I think the big thing, Rogers. is you're right. Like, these guys fit right in. They fit right in, but they have the confidence of being there and doing it before. So I think when we see these guys and how they play this game, that it's like it's nice, calm, confident, cool, business-like approach. and. They don't get too high, they don't get too low, and they just take care of business.
0: And, yeah. uh, and I think, like, they understand... That they joined a really good team and a top class organization yep. as well right yep. like and, and it 's not and, easy coming from a place where both players have played virtually their entire career, right like this is yeah. where they grew as players, this is where they came into their own this is where they made a name for themselves, and in San Antonio is where they won a championship it 's not easy to move on, but they 've approached this extreme in an extremely professional way, and the organization has created the, the conditions in order to welcome them and make that transition as easy. As possible, so kudos to both sides here.
1: Interrupt, uh, Duane. Um What I was gonna say too, like I'm really shocked and like how good uh, Kyle Larry's played. Like it's honestly like I think he needed this in his career, like just to go to that next level. Like I know he was hurt. Like that's his best friend, and like I get it too. You know, you know what I mean. Like that's hard to deal with. But at the end of the day, like. The way he's handling the business side of this is, like, amazing to see. And I don't even think he realizes yet, like, how much this is going to benefit his, like, like you know, his legacy, if you want to call it that. Because at the end of the day, I think a lot of this has to do with him and uh, what's his name from? I'm just drawing blank uh, right now. Letter- from San Antonio. Letter- Oh, Leonard. Yeah, yeah, I honestly think this is going to build a great relationship. You know what I mean? There's like me. I don't see any fakeness right now. Good stuff, Roger.
0: Roger, I got to cut you off. I got to get to some other calls. But 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 well put. And and that's the thing. Sometimes you can grow comfortable. And we said this when they got eliminated by Cleveland. Like there had to be some changes. Yeah. Like, the coach and that core and those players had taken the team as far as they could go. And. It was reasonably far, but this organization's ambitious. And sometimes you need to rock the boat. You need to change things in order to get the best out of everyone
3: involved. But it's funny how quick it changes because we talked about media day and how Kyle had responded, and we didn't really feel he was kind of taking that leadership role. But, you know, getting on the floor and playing with these guys has changed his demeanor, and you're seeing how he's playing with, you know, energy and excitement.
0: The Friday night phone-in rolls on. Let's go up to Grimsby and Brandon. Welcome to Raptors postgame. They win tonight 116-107. What's your take?
5: I, I want to talk about the start. You asked the question if we were surprised. I have to say no, oh. because as long as Kawhi is healthy, which is the major caveat of the entire season, this team is a team that wins 60-plus games. If he plays 75, sits the right amount at the right time, he's going to be in the MVP conversation. Now, if he plays 60 games, we can still have a good season and make the playoffs. And if he's healthy at the end, I wouldn't want to play us, but... If he can go that distance, if he can stay healthy, that's the, that's the entire season right there.
3: Brandon, I don't doubt Kawhi's ability. I agree with you. He is that caliber player. But did you think they would fit in and this team would play as this well? Just quickly. Yeah, with Danny Green, with, with the lineup changes, with Kyle shooting the ball so well.
5: because of their pedigree. Coming from that San Antonio system where every year Pop makes them play a different piece, it's better than the last if they need to. If they got someone else, they know how to plug in. So when they can come in here, they find the gaps. They're the types of players that win championships because they fill in those gaps. Those wide-open threes, the hustle plays, that's who they were. No surprise that they're coming from San Antonio, sitting in seamlessly on another good
0: team. It's funny that you mentioned that they'd be a 60-win team because Nick Nurse, before the season started, said, look out for this Raptors team, but we're going to be judged based upon our playoff performance. We might have 59 wins. We might have 49 wins. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, Yeah, but on paper, this team can be better than the team that won 59 last year, right? Like, this team could win 60-plus games legitimately. the best
3: team we've ever seen in this universe. Right,
0: in arguably a weaker Eastern Conference. Like, this this team can be record-setting and provide more substance come playoff time.
3: Which is the key. That's really the key, though. But it's going to be a fun ride watching it. Right. It's already been amazing in six games.
0: And we haven't seen the Raptors... And, and, and Brendan, this is also why I'm surprised. We haven't seen him at full strength yet. DeLon Wright and Fred VanVleet haven't been in the lineup together. DeLon Wright started one game. DeLon Wright's played five minutes of basketball, yeah. and he's a key piece to this Raptors bench no matter how you cut it. He's long. He provides you a little bit of a different uh, type player from the point guard position. It allows Fred VanVleet to play on the off wing. Uh some balance but like, yeah. defensively. Like, so you haven't even played full strength yet. Yeah. And Kawhi Leonard's being rested. Load management's now the term that they're using. So <laughs> look, I, I, I am surprised, but perhaps I shouldn't be, Brandon.
5: No, I think, this, I think this is the way that they're going to go forward. Again, if Kawhi stays healthy, sits the right back-to-back, if they manage his schedule, this can be the team that goes forward, and the internal development of our young guys is going to be what makes the middle of that season, that slog, doable because Anobi, Siakam, guys are going to be fighting for minutes with veterans like Miles, Leonard, Green, and that internal competition is going to make the middle of the season, like, we're going to be able to steamroll to get Kawhi healthy and leading that ship.
0: Good stuff, buddy. Shout out to Grimsby. Thanks for the phone call. Let's stay in the Golden Horseshoe area. Let's go to the Hammer. Alfonso, Uh you're next up. What's going on, Al?
8: Hey, not much, guys. Uh, yeah, so uh, I just want to firstly say, like, congratulations, to Toronto, for going six and zero. Like, like you were, I'm, I'm surprised that they were able to go six and zero. I thought they were gonna lose a couple games, you know, because I know they have the talent, but I just thought the chemistry wasn't gonna be there, just, like starting off. But uh, I have a quick question, which is basically them going six and zero. Um, when you're watching these games, you know you, you look at them how they're playing. I feel like they're winning in, in a convincing fashion. Like you look at the way they're playing, you see how Kawhi's playing, you see how Kyle Lauer's playing, and, and you feel like they can confidently win these games that they're having. But now they have, you know, possibly Milwaukee on Monday going six and zero. Also, do you think down the road in in this regular season and, and even in the playoffs? Um, do you think the Raptors are going to have the same issue they had last year, where they had struggles facing top-tier teams, as you would want to call it, like Golden State or Milwaukee teams that are just playing good basketball, just like the Raptors? The Raptors are. Do you think they're going to have that same struggle as last year, even though they have Nick Nurse now as set coach, even though they have Kawhi Leonard? Because last year they had the bench mob, they had the starters, they had you know they're still playing good basketball. They still got 59 wins, but do you feel like this year they can exercise those demons of losing those? Big key games
3: with those top tier teams. That's totally a valid question. As someone, you know, like myself and you and Gareth have watched the Raptors for the last few years, but this is a different team, and I think the pieces they've added are game changing pieces. And I say pieces because Kawhi Leonard is obvious, but Danny Green as well. And these guys, they come from the San Antonio Spurs, which is the best organization in basketball, maybe even all sports. They've won, and the attitude and the experience they bring in this team is something the Raptors team's never had. We haven't really had someone who's been there, who's been key players have been there, and know to thrive in these situations. And I think that's what makes a difference. Well,
0: here's the best way I can answer that question. Yep. And Alfonso, you can answer this too. When it went 90-89 tonight, at any point did you think the Raptors were losing this game? Because I, I didn't, I, I didn't. I was like, this team knows how to like stop those massive runs and close up shop and go out there and win this game. I had no doubt in my mind that this Raptors team would win. Previous versions of this team, sometimes when you start to slide, you start forcing up shots, things get a little scattered. Well, but tonight it was just a professional performance when things got tight. Well,
3: perfect example the Boston game because there was there's the Boston came knocking on the door in that game too and the Raptors took care of business. I think that's the difference, and we're talking about good teams. Boston's a better example. Early in the season, granted, but that's an example of a, a top-level team with stars, and the Raptors rose to the occasion.
8: Alfonso, Yeah, like, honestly, I felt like, again, like, the last six games that they had, you know, I feel like no matter what the position was, like, for example, Boston, like, I, I, even with Boston in the game, too, like, I felt like they can confidently win those games. Like, I felt like they were going to win. And, and, you know, like, even though I felt, like, surprised that they still win 6-0, and I still felt like throughout, as I was watching those games, that I saw that no matter what happened, no matter even the, if the teams were to call, claw back into the game and everything, I still felt like Toronto would win, right? But that's why I, 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 my expectations for Toronto like this whole season is really high. Like I, I'm, you know, I, I hope the best for them. But I still like there's a small piece of me that feels like, hopefully they can consistently keep this going because I, I fear when they go to the West and start playing, you know, away games you know, against Rockets or Golden State or even Lakers, if LeBron and the Lakers can kind of put things together more, more better, you know, like I feel like, like those games are going to get me on edge because I, I know on paper that the Raptors are, are uh, a, a really good team. I just worry if they can, you know, do what they haven't been able to do the last two years or so, which is win those big games.
0: Okay. Alphonse. thanks for the phone call. Alphonse. great calls tonight, by the way, I always say this our yeah. Raptors callers are the best callers on this station. Um, let me say this. And we have the Lakers game next Sunday night. Right.
3: Right here on this They're stage. As the
0: Raptors do head out west. Look, the Raptors aren't going 82-0. and There's going to be games where they lay an egg, their shot's not dropping, they catch a hot team, what have you. But what we're seeing right now is a disciplined professional group that is maturing before our eyes. Yeah. And it's going to be a process, people. It's not going to just be like that, even though they're making it look easy already. Just sit back, don't proceed it with fear. Just watch like you would any other team and realize that the long view's in mind here. They have championship yeah. ambitions and that's where their heads at and don't get caught up in what this team did did in the past cuz this is a very different group than we've ever seen before I totally
3: agree with you but I can understand like Alfonso and other fans concerns because they've they've been bitten before and you know the team has performed at a high level numerous times and they do it right now so i think I see, I feel this is different based on the personnel involved, but I can understand why there might be some concern based on what's happened in the past.
0: Right, but it's not a case of like fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. It's not that because this is something different. Different coach different star player, different core group, and a young, emerging cast of characters as well who are rounding in to something special. We're going to go inside the Raptors locker room next. You're going to hear from Raptors point guard Kyle Lowry after a 20-point, 12-assist performance tonight, and the Raptors win six in a row to start the season for the first time in 24-year franchise history.
2: He saved that ball. And he, he saved the ball, but uh, cost somebody an you know, expensive more importantly beverage. priorities,
0: uh, liquid gold, Jonesy.
5: You know, if, if there's a priority between saving a ball and saving a beer, at this stage of my
0: life, I'm saving the beer. Understandable. <laughs>
2: Understandable.
0: God bless Jack Armstrong. He's right. a national treasure. He of course, is. beer over ball. Any day. Jack <laughs> has his priority straight. Paul Jones, Jack Armstrong. Great call tonight, right here across the TSN radio network. Beer was spilt. No tears, however. Indeed. Raptors 10, 116, Dallas Mavericks 107. Wheeler and Watson with you. Do you know what goes well with beer,
3: Dwayne? What's, what's that, Guess?
0: Pizza. And it's time now to present our uh, two for one pizza high five deal player of the game and. I hope you don't mind. I'm, I'm taking the lead here. Hey, feel free. It's got to be Kyle Lowry. Like, we've given it to Kawhi so much time. He has <laughs> pizza right. for days. You're right, you're right. But, but Kyle Lowry tonight did a great job, Dwayne.
3: Did he ever. It's like he he came into the game early, a lot of assists, not a lot of points. Oh, we need some offense. Let me knock off some shots. Let me ref off some threes. And the, his ability to pick spots and set himself up – and play for the team, and then no one to push for himself is what, what what's killing it for me. Had right
0: one now. deep three ball. He was three from six, three for six from distance. Twenty points, twelve assists, and four rebounds. And he's your player of the game, which is brought to you by Two for One Pizzas. High five deal by any large traditional pizza for fifteen ninety nine to get a second large one topping pizza for just five bucks. called two four one oh two four one, and let's hear from the Two for One Pizza player of the game. Here is Kyle Lowry and what he had to say.
1: Kyle people will look at the twelve
9: assists but as a point guard, how important is that zero on the box score for you next to turnovers? The win is all that matters really. How is it going up against uh, Jalen? Oh, it's weird. You know, that's my young fella, And, uh, you know, it's, I'm happy for him to get an opportunity to start. You know, I couldn't let him, you know, have a good game. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a learning pro- process for him. And um, you know, him having the opportunity to learn that to Coach Carlisle and, and learn, you know, those guys are playing a you know, lot of minutes tonight. He's just going to continue to get better. So I'm just happy for him getting the opportunity to play. How much do you follow Villanueva playing? For? Well, okay. I follow him enough. You know, <laughs> I follow him We'll make sure, you know, when I see him, i got another one coming up. Another young fella, and, and Dante, um, and uh, next game. So, you know, it's just it's just fun to see these kids. You know, the growth. out, oh, and then I got another one in the week after. So, uh, you know, it's just fun to see these kids, and, and to see to get the, the work that they put in in the summer, and um, get an opportunity to play against some of the highest levels of fun. Uh, uh, it looks like your team can kind of turn it on defensively when they uh, need it. I mean, they did it in the, You know, first quarter they. They couldn't score and then fourth quarter you are able to lock it out again. No, I don't, I don't think we turn it on. I think we just, you know, got to make sure we concentrate every possession, um, every game. You know, every possession is, is important for us. So, you know, we, they made a big run. To, I think they had four threes in the, the third or whatever it was to cut the lead. And you know, we can't have those lapses. The, uh, and what, what's the difference,
3: then between
9: the first six, seven minutes of the game and the last six, seven minutes of the game, I guess? Um... Doing this concentration level, just keeping it going. You know, we know it's a 48-minute game, and uh, we gotta just—I I, guess—you know—stay locked in for 48 minutes. You know, we, we had some good stretches tonight, but we had some some ones where we could have been better. But it's a, long, it's a long, season. It's a marathon, it's a long. You know, it's a long ride, so we just gotta continue to get better. Long Kind of help turn the game, and steals, the Yeah, zo played his butt off tonight, you know, he MVP, G League MVP for a reason, man. He's uh he's getting an opportunity to play, you know, with Fred and Delon being out. He stepped up tonight and you know, that's the that's the opportunity and the advantages that he that he has to take advantage of, the opportunity that he's given and that's what he did tonight and uh we're happy for him, trust me, we're really happy for him.
0: Good stuff with Kyle. I am giving a shout out to Lorenzo Brown, right on the G League MVP. Raptors 905, by the way, beginning their season next uh, their season next weekend at home, November third. Yep. For anyone that wants to come out, get to hang out with me on the daily. That's not a bad thing, right? That's Dwayne? not a
3: bad thing. You and basketball is a good thing,
0: right? Uh, no practice tomorrow for the Raptors, so they may be out in a boot tonight, <laughs> uh, a night off or a night off and a day off tomorrow before practicing Sunday. And we're going to be back Monday as the team travels to Milwaukee to take on so far the perfect Milwaukee Bucks and the Greek Freak. Our coverage begins at seven p.m. Myself, Dwayne Watson, and Josh Bloomberg in studio. Looking forward to it already.
3: Definitely, it's going to be a big matchup.
0: Enjoy your weekend off. You, take a break. You as well. He is Dwayne Watson, ladies and gentlemen at Dwayne Watson. I want to thank Steve Eliopoulos, Keith Bauer, Paul Gatz hanging out down here at the Scotiabank Arena as well. Great call tonight by Paul Jones and Jack Armstrong and back at Raptors Control the great Tyler Hunt and Chris Diavero. On behalf of everyone here at TSN 1050, I am Gareth Wheeler. Raptors beat the Mavericks 116-107. 6-0, baby. Six wins in the six. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your weekend, Toronto.